0: Symantec is out with a new white paper, the 2013 State of Financial Trojans. So who are the biggest targets for fraudsters, and how are these organizations' defenses improving? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing this research today with Vikram Thakur. He's a threat intelligence researcher with Symantec. Vikram, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Tom. Vikram, just for some background, how was this report compiled? Well, what we did
1: was Symantec receives a lot of information, a lot of uh, samples of Trojans and malware in general over from all across the globe throughout the year. The first thing we did was we isolated all the pieces of malware which are related to targeting financial institutions and financial accounts that end clients have. We took a good representative subset of those, and we did some in-depth analysis on all of them to understand who were they targeting, what kind of geographies were being targeted, what amounts of malware were we actually seeing, and what are the general trends that we came across uh, that sample set, which is definitely indicative of the, the complete landscape that is visible to Symantec.
0: So, Vikram, give us sort of the executive summary here. What do you see as the key headlines for financial institutions?
1: one of the biggest findings that we saw uh, that we came across was the sheer magnitude of a number of people who are getting infected with this malware. Now it's important to sort of note that somebody who's infected with this malware hasn't necessarily lost some money. They they land up in a category of people who who are extremely probable to have lost some money out of their own bank accounts. Now, just over the first three quarters of uh, 2013, we saw the amount of infections going up 300%. I mean, that's that's one of the most staggering findings that we had. Other findings which we came across were the, the geographies which were being targeted, uh, users of specific banks that were being targeted, and uh, generally the amount of different Trojans and the da- amount of different attacks that we, uh, we saw across 2013 in, in reality. And the number of threats is not so many. I mean, the number of different uh, versions of malware which is being used uh, were in single digits. But those are just families. And, but if you look at the number of infections, uh, we're talking in the millions uh, of end users who are getting infected.
0: Vikram, who do you see as the biggest targets? And how do you see that their defenses are improving against these families of Trojans?
1: So, uh, I think it's sort of uh, important to sort of outline over there that, you know, the targets over here, that they might actually appear as two targets, but they're really just one. The criminals who are writing these pieces of malware, uh, they're doing so with the intention of stealing money. Now, money is either a property of an individual, a family, or even a, a an organization. These people, these entities, put their money in a financial institution. So some might actually ask and say, "Hey, which are the largest financial institutions which are being targeted?" Well, in those cases, well, the largest banks that you can imagine uh, here in the United States, there are just very few, very, very large banks that everybody's sort of familiar with, and those are definitely in the target list. But at the end of the day, the people being targeted are the common people, you know, uh, normal family members, uh, you know, individuals who have bank accounts, uh, who kind of just for the sake of convenience get onto their bank accounts, get onto their computers to do their day-to-day banking. Those are the real targets, and that's not changing. The amount of people being targeted is increasing proportionally to the number of people who are getting online and doing their banking. Criminals just find that extremely lucrative. They're saying, hey, if the number of people uh, doing their online transactions is increasing, uh, well, this is just going to become more and more of a lucrative business for them.
0: As you look at the global picture, do you see emerging targets, whether they be regions or different types of organizations?
1: So uh, historically, as you can imagine, the more developed countries in terms of online banking have been uh, on on the radar for a very long time, I mean, I want to say years. Those would include the United States, UK, Japan, Germany, you know, the likes of such. Uh, more countries which are beginning to start seeing a lot more financially targeted attacks would be, you know, let's say, Mexico, Brazil, Italy, India, for that matter. Now, this is primarily because of, uh, again, the volume of people who are going online to perform banking as well as banks providing online portals for people to do banking. As that increases, the criminals just say, well, you know, uh, are, are trying to look for unchartered or untapped markets, and just kind of adding those to their target or their arsenal.
0: Vic, when you when you look at the Trojan families, as you say, what are some of the trends within the malware itself that concerns you the most?
1: There are actually a couple. One, the largest malware family that we find out there, is this malware that we call Zeus. Now, Zeus as a malware family became open source uh, a couple of years ago, and what that means is, well, the source code for Zeus was released publicly uh, a couple of years ago, and that makes it very easy for somebody with literally no technical background to go in and use that and sort of launch an attack against uh, another individual actually I'll take that back and say, well, the the person doesn't need to have no technical knowledge. I think uh, with limited technical knowledge, he can use that source code and go out and do what he actually wants to do and perform the crime. So that is not stopping. In fact, that's one of the largest increases that we've seen. More and more uh, people are just kind of jumping onto that bandwagon and using previously written and established code to uh, make a few modifications and then run their own campaign or their own malware or attack campaign. On the other side, what we're seeing is is a much more sophisticated, thought out, local geography targeting that's happening within the malware uh, landscape. So I'll give you an example. One of the uh, largest malware families that uh, we have as of today, or it's in the top 10, is a family called Shylock. So when Shylock actually came out, or Shylock was created it only targeted a very small number of banks within the United Kingdom. As the success rate for Shylock or controllers began, or the criminals began, they then started adapting, uh, into, or, or started targeting banks in the United States as well. So, that is a trend that we will see, and we are seeing as of today, which is somebody starts local, and uh, then they keep adding on support, for banks or for for clients of banks uh, in different regions. So um, those are always a little bit harder to combat because, especially around the geography, if they're very local to a certain country, it takes a while before other people even learn about its existence. So that is definitely a a concern.
0: Well, Vikram, that segues nicely into my next question, which is what are the changes that you see in the threat actors behind the Trojans?
1: Actually, not many over the years. I mean, I want to say, just like my previous answer, I want to say that the people who are using the low-hanging fruit, for example, the Zeus open source code, those are just increasing in in sheer number. The number of people who have the technical ability to write their own piece of malware as well as uh, use their own connections in the underground economy to actually run a successful campaign, those are very few. However, that number will probably remain consistent or grow at a very small rate year over year. Plus, there is a perceived low-risk thinking within the underground economy of somebody actually getting caught for these criminal activities or somebody actually getting prosecuted. Now, This is just a a perception that some people have, which is making newcomers believe that, well, it's a lucrative business to get involved in. I can tell you that that's not actually the case because law enforcement in many countries is indeed working very hard to try to keep these people at uh, at minimum risk or trying to bring them to justice. But there is this perception uh, in the underground economy that the risk is very low. And because
0: of that, these numbers are sort of going unchecked at this point. Now, it's clear to see the impact on financial institutions, but what is the message to non-financial institutions or even non-traditional financial institutions when it comes to watching the evolution of these Trojans?
1: The non-financial institutions, they're on a risk inherently because it's their money which is in the banks or which is in these financial institutions that is actually being targeted. So... If they think that they're completely immune to these attacks and they don't have to take any steps to mitigate the risk, I think they they need to think again because it's up to them to educate their own users on how to actually spot a fraud, uh, how to install some sort of security solution, and how to uh, mitigate losses to the company themselves. Speaking in terms of trends, we can compare the trend of financial Trojans, let's say something totally different in the same space, as targeted threats. When targeted threats started out many years ago, people always thought that, well, they only go to the government. Then the target list actually, en- you know, enlisted government contractors. Following that, there were second tier government contractors who were supplying to the large government contractors. Somewhere along the way, large private companies also started getting targeted by those target attacks. Today, I think it's fair to say that there's no company which can consider itself immune to being a target to target attacks. The same thing applies to these so-called non-financial institutions. They need to be cognizant about the risk to their assets which are within these financial institutions and take appropriate measures to either keep those assets only accessible to a certain uh, lot of people or to make sure that their user base is is indeed well-educated and well-protected against such kind of financial malware.
0: final question for you. Now, certainly a researcher with Symantec. Symantec has got its own products and services to provide. But if you sort of take a step back from the company, what's your advice to organizations to how they can help mitigate the threats of these financial Trojans? I think the biggest two things that come to mind out
1: there, one is the appropriate use of a security solution. And I'm not talking about just using... Uh, semantics endpoint protection or something to that effect. I mean, different companies have different uh, assets which relate to different amounts of threats or different amounts of risk. So if encryption is their uh, is is their solution, then they should go with that. If it is protecting their data, then they can use data loss protection. Or if they they think that well malware is their biggest risk, then sure, then use some security software which is appropriate to that. But security software on one side. The second thing that I would highly recommend is education. Banks do this on a regular uh, effort. I mean, they they reach out to their customers and tell them things like, hey, we will never ask you for your bank information via email or via phone. We always expect you to call in, and we won't even call you and ask you for your personal information. These are simple steps, but they actually make a huge difference when it comes to the attack surface that the malware authors have if users are aware of possible risks, that's a good amount of mitigation just by itself. Naturally, there's a lot of technology which can help financial institutions themselves. They're investing in technology to spot fraud uh, as and when it's actually happening. Usually it's within a few seconds of uh, fraud happening so that they can mitigate at that point. Financial institutions are also investing in uh, running their own intelligence in the underground economy, coming to know if uh, data from their customer base is
0: being uh, sold
1: and resold and marketed within the underground economy.
0: Vikram, that's very useful insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tom. The topic has been Symantec's 2013 State of Financial Trojans Report. I've been talking with Vikram Thakur. He's a threat intelligence researcher with Symantec. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field.